Ben Farsi, Jessica Spicer, Adam Raylan, Jordan Weymouth, Mike Crawley, Tom Hall. Average Golfers Unite, it's Nick's Golf Guy Podcast Round 26, bringing you another avalanche of the Average Golfer Guy illumination, an injection to stimulate you for the game we all love and sometimes hate. So stick around. Average Golfers Unite, this is Nick's Golf Guy Podcast. The podcast designed for average golfers like me. I'm Nick McClendon coming to you from Cypress Point Golf Club in Virginia Beach, Virginia today. I'm really excited about this round of Nick's Golf Guy podcast and glad you could join me. We're going to be covering golf news, what is happening on the PGA Tour, and a course review, an interview with my special guest and local sportscaster from the NBC, local NBC affiliate here in coastal Virginia, Nathan Epstein. We have plenty of average golfer things to discuss in between, so let's get things started with this week's Off the Tee. In local golf news, Christopher Newport University finished this season strong, winning their final tournament of the fall season at the O'Brien Jensen Memorial by eight strokes down in Greensboro, North Carolina last week. The captains were led by senior standout Alex Price, and with that outing, the captains are ranked number one in Division Three National Golf by GolfStat.com. Congrats to the coach, Jamie Coleman, and his captains of the course. In other news, Chris Dillow is keeping busy out of Killen Creek Golf Course in Newport News, with, Newport News, Virginia, with Chris Dillow Golf and his junior prep program. He's been posting great videos and scorecards on his student successes. Keep up the good work, Chris. And just a quick reminder that you can find Nick's Golf Guy podcast on Podbean, Amazon Music, Spotify, and Samsung, to name a few. Don't forget to like and follow for all my upcoming Average Golfer Guy podcasts. Switching clubs, now onto the PGA Tour this past weekend, November 3 through 6, at the Worldwide Technology Championship in Mayacoba, Quintana Roo, Mexico. Russell Henley pulled out the win and took home 1476000 bucks. Congratulations. Coming up this weekend, November 10 through 13, the Cadence Bank, Bank Houston Open Memorial Park Course in Houston, Texas. The purse is $8,400,000. And that is what is happening in the world of golf in a nutshell here on Round 26 of Nick's Golf Guy Podcast. And a quick reminder, you can find me on Instagram at golfguynick and catch up with all my picks and videos for my outings. And don't forget to follow as well. Switching clubs, we are at Cypress Point Golf Club here in Virginia Beach, Virginia today with my fellow average golfer, Nathan Epstein. And we will be doing a golf as we go course review of the four hardest holes on the course. And I will be sitting down with Nathan to discuss our round and his golfer journey. And that is what is laying it on the fairway here in this week's The Drive. All right, this is Nick's Golf Guy Podcast, the podcast designed for average golfers. Two average golfers out here at Cypress Point in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Got the wind battling us today. We are on the sixth hole, third hardest hole in the course. It's a par four. Nathan. Epstein is my guest today. Nathan, what are we looking at from the tee box? So, 
we have a straightaway shot to the 150 marker. If you're long enough, you can dogleg it around to the left. Trouble on the left, out of bounds marker, just to the left of the cart path that snakes up the left side. A lot of room to the right, so the ideal shot on this hole is if you can hit about a five yard draw right down the left side, then you're in prime position about 140 yards away, especially from where the tee box is playing. They actually, they have the tee box playing a little bit up uh, compared to where they usually have it. So maybe that's because they're, they're having mercy on us because of the wind. And normally this hole plays into the wind. So it's a little bit of a treat actually that we get the wind to our back because I've played this hole a number of times when the wind's in your face and uh, it's a monster when the wind's in your face. Yeah, for sure. And the way I'm playing, uh, all the wind uh, can help me because I'm uh, double bogeying my way through this one of my average golfers. All right, we're going to go ahead and tee off. We'll see you in the middle of the fairway. All right, here we are. We are in the fairway. Nathan had a stellar, stellar drive. Uh, tell us a little about about your drive and uh, what's next. Uh, what's next? Well, I actually meant to hit a draw, but uh, such as golf, I hit a five-yard fade, but I really caught it well. I'm 124 yards away, and on this hole, that's, uh, that's pretty good. There have been days where I've been way back on the right side and been 190 yards away, so... 124 yards away. There's a false front uh, that I got to be careful of. There's a bunker to my right. A little bit elevated green. A little bit elevated green. So, I mean, pins right smack dab in the middle. So if I can hit a 125 shot, wins to my back, and get on two putt and go home. That's it. That's it. Uh, well, Nathan is on his second shot. Going to put it on. We'll see you after the after the putt. All right, my average golferness. I uh, took me three to get on. Unfortunately, I for a double bogey on the third hardest hole in the course. Nathan Epstein, the outcome of your hole on that one was on the other side of what I did. What happened there? I uh, came away with a birdie on that hole. So my question is, Nick, can you uh, can we just podcast every single hole now? Because that's the first one we podcast on the course. And I, come away with a birdie. So I want to know if we, can, if we can just podcast every hole. But yeah, that was a bird for me. Yeah, but a uh, beautiful bird on the third hardest hole in the course. His second shot landed what? Uh, I had 124 yards in and I hit my pitching wedge exactly 124 yards pin high to about five, six feet. And, uh, I thought I babied the putt at first. I didn't quite hit it firm, but it dribbled right over the, right over the front edge and dropped right on. It was a nice putt to finish for a par three. This is Nick's golf guy podcast round 26 with my uh, fellow average golfer, Nathan Epstein. We're going to head over to the seventh hole, hardest hole on the course. And we'll see you on the tee box. All right, we are back. We're on the tee box, the hardest hole on the course here at Cypress Point Golf Club in Virginia Beach, Virginia, with my fellow average golfer, Nathan Epstein. Nathan, what are we looking at here? So kind of like the last hole, the hole overall is a dogleg right, but the dogleg really doesn't come into play until about 150 yards in. So if you can send your drive right down the middle, you're looking at 150 yards, especially with the wind to our back today. There's trouble on the right side with a bunker, especially that's where the dogleg is. So even if you're short of the bunker, you're not going to have much of a shot coming in. A lot of room to miss it left. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's a dog leg right, long hole normally, but we got the wind to our back today. I know. I like to ache in this uh, par six crammed into a par four. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and tee off here, uh, hole number seven, hardest hole in the course, Cypress Point Golf Course, Virginia Beach, Virginia, Nick's Golf Guy Podcast. And Nathan Epstein, true to form, takes his, uh, his stroke onto the seventh hole with a stellar drive from the tee box. Nathan, 
talk about your tee, tee shot. Well, like we said, we I had the wind in my back, so I felt pretty good. I didn't know I knew I didn't have to swing that hard. Just put a good, smooth swing on it. And, uh, I I can't think of many times I've been up this far. I'm in the middle of the fairway. I look like I haven't exactly up yet, but it looks like I'm about 130, 120. All right, pretty high. However, am not my fellow average golfers. Uh, it's a struggle fest for me here on the hole number seven. Hardest hole in the course. I got to go dig myself out of a little trouble. We'll see you after the shot. All right, we just finished up on hole number seven. Par four, hardest hole in the course here at Cypress Point. Nathan, you had an unfortunate uh, second shot. Want to tell us about it and how you finished up? Oh, yeah, that was a fantastic second shot. Uh, 100 and about uh, 30 yards. I had the wind behind me, so I guess I just got a little lazy with it and, uh, you know, squirted it out to the right side and completely missed the green short and right from 130 yards out, which is always fun. Put it in the bunker. Uh, made a decent bunker shot, but uh, not quite enough up the hill and thought I made a good stroke for a par putt from about... I don't know, what'd you say, 15, 20 yeah. feet, and uh, it was looking good there for a little while, broke off, and gosh, the wind pushed the putt about three and a half feet back, so I had to I had to make a nice three and a half, four-footer coming back down the hill to, to save bogey from 130 yards out. Saving bogey on the hardest hole in the course, Nathan Epstein, two, Nick McClendon, two average golfers out here at Cypress Point. That's going to be it for the uh, two hardest holes on the front nine. We'll see on the back nine. Nick's Golf Guy Podcast. And here we are on the 10th hole, second hardest hole in the course here at Cypress Point Golf Club in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Nick's Golf Guy Podcast, round 26 with my man Nathan Epstein, my fellow average golfer. We're standing on the tee box. Nathan, what are we looking at here on this windy day? Uh, wind. <laughs> it's a straightaway par four, and even on a non-windy day, this usually plays as one of the longest and hardest holes in the course. There's not much to it. I mean, it may be tails a little bit to the right i wouldn't call it a dog leg but it's just if the challenge comes in the length then it makes it even that much harder when you have a 30 mile an hour gust right in your face so uh it's going to be a long long hole and uh, you know it's not a huge landing area in the fairway up ahead i mean it's about i would say a 40 yard landing area right but uh you know just hit it straight down the middle and you know work your way up that's what we're going to do here we are on the on the tee box here 10th hole second hardest hole on the course Par 4, Nick's Golf Guy Podcast, Cypress Point. All right, we just finished up hole number 10, the second hardest hole in the course. I had a disaster. Uh, hit OB, had to do a drop, ended up with a double bogey. Nathan Epstein, on the other hand, my man, how did that uh, that uh, drive and the remainder of the hole work out for you? Well, I can tell you right now that after that drive, I wasn't expecting to make par, but... Uh, that's why it's called golf. You never know what can happen. So my, my my tee shot was not very good. I was trying to trap it and hit a low. I teed it down low, tried to hit my driver a little low, ended up uh, kind of spraying it a little out to the right and hits a tree, knocks it backwards. And I'm looking at 240 to the green into the wind. But, uh, you know, I just took my three wood out and just hit it smoothly. I knew I couldn't really get there. So I said, wherever it goes, ends up just short of the green, right in the front fringe. And had a fantastic chip, chipped it up, almost went in. It was a lovely chip. Almost, uh, yeah, almost, yeah, almost it was, went. What a foot from the hole. Yeah, something yeah. like that. I thought it was going in for a minute. So, uh, but tapping pars, you never argue with. Never do, never do. All right, we will see you again for the uh, third hardest hole here, coming up on the back nine here at Cypress Point. Two average golfers, Nathan Epstein, round twenty-six, Nick's Golf Guy podcast. All right, we're on the tee box here. 
on the 14th hole, par five, fourth hardest hole in the course here at Cypress Point. Nathan, what are we looking at here? So this is a tricky tee shot. Uh, if you're long enough, it's a dog leg left, and the dog leg really comes into play about, I would say, 210 yards up. So for those who can really bomb it, you can go right over the corner and uh, put yourself in position to go for it in two. You know, because we got we got water here on the left. Water, yeah, we got water, water marsh here on the left. Yeah, we got water here on the left, and there's some room to miss it on the right side, and it really opens up once you get past about I'd say 180 yards up. But uh, yeah, a little little five yard draw um, right next to the corner. You know, that's you know if you can put it about 250 yards up, you'll be in prime position right in the middle of the fairway. Well, that's the goal for today on the par four, the hole 14, par five, fourth hardest on the course. We'll see you after the drive. All right, we're in the middle of the fairway here on hole number 14. 14, par five. I am just shy of the dog leg left. Uh, my man, Nathan, how'd you fare on that drive? Uh, you know, we were talking about it. It's not very often in golf you can say that you did exactly what you planned. And sure enough, I hit a nice little five-yard draw right down the middle and past the uh, past the corner. So and you're in good shape. I'm in, you're I'm in, in good shape. I'm in good position. I, I don't know how. I don't know if I can really say that I'm in position to get there. But uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. I'm at least in prime position, middle of the fairway. All right, here we go. We're on our second shot, middle of the fairway, part five, fourth hardest hole in the course here at Cypress. All right, I had uh, had a couple of good shots. Got myself on the green. Unfortunately, got myself on the green for a par putt. Unfortunately, did not bogey the hole. Uh, Nathan, you found yourself in a little bit of trouble after that second shot. Why don't you, why don't you tell us what happened? Uh, yeah, my three wood has not been kind to me today. Uh -huh. and so I uh, just sprayed my three wood out to the right. And man, I was behind a tree, had no look at the flag, uh, had to punch up, but thankfully left myself... Uh, I knew the only play was to just leave it in front of the green and get your two putt and go home. And thankfully, uh, executed exactly the way I wanted to. Got my, you know, I had to keep it low under a tree over here and yeah. just punch it up in front of the green. Did that, two putted, got my par. And I have to say, again, the podcasting scorebook says <laughs> that when you have been podcasting through those four holes, you have I'm played e exceptionally well. I'm even par. There you go. Even par. All right. Well, maybe it's a good little, good little hex on you uh, today. <laughs> All right, that's going to be it for our As We Go Golf Course. We're going to finish up and uh, sit down and talk to Nathan Epstein here shortly on the 19th hole. Nick's Golf Guy Podcast. And welcome to After the Round here at Cypress Point Golf Club. I am here with my man, Nathan Epstein. Nathan, we had a great day today. That was a fun. That was a lot. That was a lot of fun. There aren't many days on the golf course that are bad. I can tell you that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, I had a really good time, too. It was a little rough on the front nine, but then... For some reason, um, magically, uh, podcasting on the on the course is kind of a bonus for you. Well, we were saying, and I, I know that uh, I, I told you this on the course, that, yeah, on the holes that you were podcasting on, I was even par. And those are the four hardest holes on the course. I know. So why weren't you podcasting the entire time is all I have to, is all I have to ask. I'm telling you. It was kind of a, it was kind of a, a special treat uh, for me to play with you today. You had a... Uh, got a really good game. Um, let's talk about Cypress Point real quick. What do you uh, you you told me this was kind of your home course. This was the first course you ever swung a club on. Why don't you tell us about that? Yeah, this this course holds real sentimental value to me um, because we're sitting in this uh, in one of the rooms right now. Where I mean, I've had you know done, did tons of brunches with my family here. You know, uh, 
the range that I'm looking at right now is the range I first started to learn how to swing a club with my grandfather and my dad. Uh, as a matter of fact, somewhere buried in the uh, family archives, there's VHS tape of me swinging a club that's probably as long as I was back then. Um, so uh, I, I always say that I know every blade of grass on Cypress Point. Uh, there aren't many, you know, there's hardly any spots on the course I don't know. However, I will say this. Number eight, I found a spot that honestly I can say I don't think I've ever been before. Oh, really? Well, because my three wood didn't treat me well today. I mean, you saw that. I was spraying, oh, yeah. I, I was spraying that thing all over the B- place. Behind, that, behind the, the shed. The yeah, there's, there's, shed a, there's, there, a, there's yeah. a little shed. That I, I guess it's a water treatment shed. Right. It's uh, just to the right just short of the water on number eight and I sprayed my three wood out back there and I had to chip out. So yeah. I'd never been there before. I, I can't remember ever being there before. So. There's a first time for everything. First time for everything. Especially doesn't, in the world of golf. Doesn't right? matter how many times you play a course. You can always <laughs> find some place new. Absolutely. So um, let's go through the first uh, the first nine holes today. We had a really good time. Uh, what was kind of your your biggest challenge on, on the front nine today insofar as your game? Just navigating the wind. Yeah, I mean wind, that was a huge. Yeah, that was a huge deal I mean, for wind, us. Today. Wind is the hardest condition to play in. I mean, I've I've played on really hot days and I've played on really cold days and I've played on days that are kind of muggy and maybe the course is wet from rain the previous days. But by far the uh, by far the hardest the hardest conditions to play in is wind. I mean, it's just you know you, you don't know what it's going to do to your shot. You yeah, can, you can try to play it how and it also affects your swing. I mean, when it's when you're swinging in the wind, you know, your body tells you you have to swing harder, especially as an amateur, you know, and when, when you're not as long as the pros are, your body tells you you have to swing harder, and when yeah. you swing harder, your, your swing is affected, and we, you and I both know the single little most, the, the single most minute detail can, can be the difference between a slicing drive and a drive that's right down the middle. So, Absolutely. So I think that, that, was, that was just the toughest thing, just navigating the wind. Yeah, navigating the wind was the toughest one. What about the uh, hardest hole you had on uh, – what was the most frustrating hole you had on the, on the front nine? Uh, let's see here. Uh, number one, I mean, I bogeyed number one, which is not a bogey hole, but, I mean, I was just – those, those, yeah. those are my first swings of the day, so I right. really, really wasn't too – I was okay with that. Uh, two, I had a – awesome sand shot i mean i really was happy with yeah, my pulled sand it shot. out yeah yeah I, I got up and down from the sand for par on that one uh i would say the three putt on you know i mean that was my my putter just was yeah it was hot and cold today and i really <laughs> you know it, it and the wind can affect you on the greens too yeah, I mean, absolutely. people think that uh some people think that just because the ball's not in the air that the wind can't affect it it can affect it just as well on the green and, and it did today for sure yeah, yeah. and I, I three putted number four that wasn't good uh i really had to save par after a poor first putt on number five uh, six or six, I birdied, but number seven, I mean, I, I can't make bogey from 130 yards in the, no. middle, in the middle of the fairway, yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So that was, and number eight is a scoring hole and I made bogey on that one and same thing with, so, but you know, the wind was a factor in yeah. every single, in every yeah. single hole. So, every yeah. single hole. It was swirling at, yeah. at some points it was swirling. Some points it was at our back. Some points it was in our face. And when it was in your face, it was a, it was it, a, it was a three club win. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, that was a three club win. Yeah. No, no question. No question about it. Um, what's your? Uh, how do you uh, compare uh, Cypress Point? You play here a lot. How would you p- compare it to the to other courses in in the coastal Virginia area? Well, and you and I were talking about this. That the only course, you know, I play a select few number of courses. I mean, I'm a public course guy. Right. So I mean, I play here. I play at Bideway Golf Course in yeah. Portsmouth. Um, I play at uh, Sleepy Hole in Suffolk. Sometimes I'll play at Riverfront in Suffolk. Sometimes right. I'll play at um, uh, Virginia Beach National, yeah. you know, but I would say that the biggest difference between this course and every other course is the greens. Uh-huh. First of all, they they undulate, you know, yeah. uh, a lot. I mean, they, they they can, 
you know, you got a lot of false fronts here where you have to get it on. But also the greens, as I said, are so large here. Right. Hitting the green in regulation doesn't mean a whole lot here because you can get on and you can three putt from just about anywhere. Because they're so big. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can make you a can lot be, of you can be on in regulation. And you got a lot of real estate. And you got to a cover. lot of real estate to cover. Yeah, yeah for sure. Let's talk about the the back uh, nine. Um, in particular, the 16th hole. Mm. Uh, I got a video you uh, teeing off on that <laughs> one. I'll be putting it on my YouTube channel. Um, you you have a, a special nickname. You and your dad uh, nicknamed this that yeah. that hole. What what did you nickname it? My dad and I called number 16 the round killer. The round killer. The right? round killer. And why would you, why would it be a round? Because killer? 16 is so unique. It's not long. I mean, it's not a long hole at all. But you have got to play target you, you play target golf off the tee. It is by far the most narrow tee shot out of anywhere on the entire course. And as I was saying, you can't pull it left. There's nowhere to miss it left. Right. If you go left, you're in somebody's yard. Yep. You can't miss it right and short because if you, you could hit the fairway just right of the, of the center of the fairway, it'll knock it into the water. Yep. You know, there's, there's swamp to your right. Yeah. So you can't hit it the right side of the fairway. If you go too far long, you're in the trees, and the trees are blocking your shot to the green. So, I mean, really, your target is – I mean, you're, you literally have to hit a bullseye on that, on that tee shot. Without a doubt. And the, I call it the round killer because there have been so many times when I will have had a great round going. And let's say I'm however many over. Let's say I'm three, four, or five over, and I'm, you know, in the running the break 80 or whatever. Or if I'm, you know, better than that. And you get there, and you're thinking, all right, let's just finish up the last three, finish strong. Right. A lot of times in my past, I have put it in the water. I've knocked it out of bounds. I've done whatever. I've made five, six, seven on that hole. And then you're ticked off going to the next hole, which is a shot over the water. <laughs> right. So then you're ticked off, and you either put it in the water or and you spray it somewhere else. You make bogey. You make five there. Before you know it, you go, you add five strokes to your game, and then you get into a par five where you swing away. It's just, it's, <laughs> it, it, can, it can be an avalanche. Yeah. So, it all starts with 16, and I call 16 the round killer. The round it killer. Can, it can be. And many people would agree with you on 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 that one. Almost like they knew what they were doing when they made that when they made number 16. I forget I forget the design of this course. I know, I sound terrible saying that, considering the fact that it's my home course and I should know that. Right. But um, the the you know whoever designed this course, pretty, I think had that in mind. Like you know what, you think you have a good round going? Watch this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. All right. So let's uh, let's go ahead and um, switch clubs a little bit and talk a little bit about you and your golfer journey. Um, you're a, a pretty good golfer, as I saw today. Not notwithstanding the wind, if we play on a calmer day, I'm Thank sure you. I'd see a um, a lot a lot better game uh, from anybody really. Uh, who introduced you uh, to the game of golf? When did you first start playing? My dad and my grandfather. Okay. Um, family dad, family affair? Family yeah. affair, yeah. Well, and what's funny is that my dad really wasn't a uh, – I mean, he wasn't a golfer when growing up. I mean, he. my dad's more of like the music type. I mean, he, he, he's, I, I grew up listening to him play guitar, and uh, he was much more of a music guy than he was a golfer. And he went out and played with his buddies every now and then when I was growing up. But – it was never really a serious thing, and but he did take me out, and my gra my grandfather belonged here. Um, oh, okay. My grandfather, who owned a local business here in Virginia Beach for you know, fifty four years with my grandmother, um, he belonged here. He was a member here. Actually, he became a member here. I think when they first opened up. Yeah, my and, fellow average golfers, I'll do a quick break. This is a part, uh, partially private club. Yeah, private. Yes, yeah, semi-private. Uh, semi-private yeah. and open to the to the public. That's mm -hmm. why I love about. Oh, that's what I love. Yeah, about it's it. really cool. And yeah. so, uh, but yeah, that's that's how I that's how I first started. And like I said, I'm looking out of that range. And I mean, I've 
you know, that range is uh, where I first started playing. That's, that, that range is where I first started swinging a club. Right, right. Um, so tell us, uh, give me your, um, the story about your first set of clubs. Ooh, first set of do clubs. You, I don't even know if I remember my first set of clubs. I do, <laughs> I do remember when I was very young, so right about the time when I first started swinging on that range, my dad got me a little child starter set. Okay. And when I say starter set, it's anybody who's ever played golf knows a starter set is yeah. basically a driver, a seven iron, and a putter. Right. That's basically all it is. And it came in, you know, he just got me this little starter set in this, uh, like, it wasn't even a case. It wasn't even a, it wasn't even a, a golf bag. It was like a, it's like this black tubing thing, right. you know, that just you put the clubs in. And I do remember I loved it so much that like I would have them in my bed when I went to sleep, you know, gr- growing up <laughs> growing up in Norfolk. Because I mean, I really did enjoy the game. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and I always swung a club, you know, growing up. And uh, so that was that's the first set I can remember. My first real set. I don't know if I can remember my first real set of clubs. I mean, I, and not only that, the technology has changed so much over the years. I right. Mean, who, who can who can remember when they started making tailor mades and when they started <laughs> making this and that? I, I couldn't tell you what my first real set of clubs was, but that's that's what I I, I do remember my first starter set. Okay. Up. All right. Cool. I just like to see if I, I can go back and talk about my first set too. It was like a garage set that a roommate of mine put together for me. Like, you want it? Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, we're playing golf. This is your set. Um, did you ever play uh, golf competitively in high school, college or? Um... Ne- uh, so no, I played, I, I tried. Um, it's funny. I, I tried, I tried out for my golf team in college. Okay. And what's funny is that uh, I was at Longwood university and the year I got there, um, it was, uh, the year I got there, uh, was the year that they first made the transition to division one. They're now a division one program. Oh. They were transitioning to division one. And so that was the last year they held tryouts. And I was one of six players to try out. I actually finished second out of, uh, I, I finished, I finished second out of those, uh, six players. And I thought that they were gonna, you know, take, the freshman. I was a freshman when I tried out. Right. And the guy who finished ahead of me was a junior. And so I thought, oh, they'll, they'll take the freshman and they'll work with the freshman and try and work, you know, and I felt pretty good about it. Oh, they took the junior. And at the time I was ticked. Right. You know, but, uh, you know, everything happens for a reason. And I'm, I'm glad it worked out that way because like I, I was never destined for the PGA tour. Right. And I would have spent hours and hours and hours either just practicing, uh, playing, working out, schoolwork, and hardly any time to myself. And, I, you know, I'm glad things worked out. At the time, I was ticked off. But, right. Uh, and I did play. Um, I played with, you know, I, I played with my high school team um, uh, my last two years in, in high school. Oh, okay. And, and uh, it was in Richmond, right? It was at Godwin, Godwin mm-hmm. High School, and our team was pretty good. Oh, okay. Our, our team was very, very good. Yeah. Could never, Godwin could never make it past um, Cox High School here. Oh, okay. In, in Virginia Beach. Yeah, Cox is a- Actually, there was a player, I don't know, some of you, may, some of you golf uh, aficionados out there may know the name Brinson Paolini. But uh, he's a local kid, and he uh-huh. was the star. He's a multiple state champion at Cox High School. He actually played in his first PGA Tour event last summer. Um, he played at the Wyndham Championship, I think. Oh, yeah, okay. And uh, made the cut. He actually he actually played better than uh, Jordan Spieth. Jordan wow. Spieth didn't make the cut that weekend. But Paolini was always the superstar. He was always the guy that nobody can make it past. And right. there, there were times when Godwin thought, you know, they had it. and. He, the, he, he was he, he was always there was always the Cox <laughs> Cox High School always drove that dagger in. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. So, um, when did you uh, after after college? You told me that you kind of played different tournaments from time to time. Mm-hmm. Um, when did when did you start picking that up, or was it just a friend asked you to start golfing? No, or I think that um, you know when I after college. 
I didn't play a whole lot in college. I mean, you know, anybody knows living the college life. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> didn't didn't really play a whole lot in college. Um, and uh, after college, I was lucky enough to get a job. You know, only two three months after college, and it was in the business of doing what I wanted to do. Right. And I moved down to Mississippi three months out of college. And so I'd never, I, I didn't really pick up my game again until I moved back here. Oh, okay. Uh, but then once I got back here and yeah, I mean, I found some local VSGA events and I found so just to kind of scratch that competitive itch. I right. mean, anybody who plays golf knows that it, it's just a hair more fun when there's, even if it's a dollar to play for, yeah. even if your buddies are betting a dollar a hole, even if, uh, you're in a friendly blitz. I mean, it, it kind of makes it a little more fun when you know there's something on the line. So it makes, you know, yeah, I mean, I found some VSGA events, some local tournaments around here. Even going way back to when I was a youth, I, um, I played, uh, I played actually right here. It was the Tidewater Junior Amateur. Okay. Um, you know, I played in that a few times. So I, I found tournaments here or there, you know, to kind of, kind of keep my competitive, you know, try to maintain some kind of competitive edge. Right, right. Um, have you ever introduced anybody um, to their first round of golf, like uh, taking somebody out for the first round or just to the driving range? No, I don't think I've done that. I mean, um, that's a good question, and I don't think I've done that. Yeah. I mean, that, that would be kind of fun to be able to, you know, to kind of introduce somebody to the game. I mean, I know what's interesting you find is that a lot of people who haven't played golf, you know, most of their life mm -hmm. are kind of not scared, I don't want to say, but – you know, maybe they're like, oh, I'm kind of worried about, you know, getting out there and, try, and trying to uh, trying to hang with whoever's playing yeah. you know, on the course. And I always tell everybody, I'm, I'm always interested in having a good time. Yeah, so if, if, if I don't care how good or bad you are, if, if you can, uh, you know, if you, if you can have a good time, I'll play with anybody. Yeah, absolutely. Just keep it fun. Yeah, you just know? keep it fun. So um, as an um, average golfer, what do you um, tend to focus on in your average golf game? Um, when you're out on the course, is there ever that one where you're going to work on your driver or you're going to work on your putter today? When I head out, I'm going to play this round, but I really need to focus on my iron do irons. Do you ever have that mentality in your head of, you know, what you're focusing on? Um, not when I'm playing necessarily. I will say that the one, the, the most important thing to me is rhythm. Oh, okay. uh, if you know, I, I'm a rhythm player and I'm not the kind of guy who can, stand over a shot too long and sometimes I sometimes I need someone to tell me I mean you know I, I trust my, my dad's word more than most people and you know if he says to me hey look you, you're too you're too slow you need, yeah. you need to speed it up a little bit right and um, you know that generally means my rhythm is not is not right I need to I need to pick it up I'm not the kind of guy who can waggle and waggle and waggle and so that's I would say that that's probably the most important thing to me is right. that if I if I know if I know I'm struggling I need to pick up the rhythm a little bit right. I, need, I need to kind of speed it up um, I don't normally go into a round thinking one thing um, it kind of changes round around for me I mean if uh, if I, I I maybe find I'll find something in my swing that I that I just focus on that one thing right maybe it's my rhythm maybe it's keeping my elbow in maybe it's turning a little more right. maybe it's uh uh, maybe it's keeping my spine angle, you know, at impact, whatever it is. If I find that one thing, you know, then maybe I'll just kind of keep that one swing thought. Um, I will say that, uh, something I need to work on is my, is my chipping game. I, yeah. I, I definitely did. I'm, I'm usually, I'm very confident around the greens. Right. I've my, most of my playing, you know, as long as, you know, most of my life I've been very confident around the greens. Right. Um, I've been a very confident putter. I've been a very confident chipper. And right now my, my chipping game is not where I want it to be. So short games, short games, crucial. You can, I mean, yeah. it's either you can either drop it too short or 
Oh yeah, skull it, and yeah. it's on the other side of the. Yeah, with me. I mean, you saw a couple of times today. Yeah. I mean, I just launched it yeah. way past the hole, and I was like, "Dang, gone." You know, I'm, I'm usually <laughs> I'm usually pretty good, you know, with my chipping game, and uh, that's something that that's something about the winter months that I like to do is right. you know I I don't typically play as much. First of all, nobody plays as much because right. because the weather is not as good. But the days when it's chilly but not cold, right? You know, I like to come out and just just chip. You know, yeah. just, just work on the chipping game and just work on the putting and just kind of you know, get that ready to go. And, um, actually there's a buddy of mine who I, I play in a, what's called a blitz a lot at, okay. the, at the Woodlands golf course in Hampton. Oh, okay. And there's a guy who's one of the best golfers there. And, um, uh, he doesn't play from basically the start of December all the way until the grass turns green again. Wow. And I don't know how he maintains that kind of discipline to do that because living in Virginia, we all know that wacky Virginia weather yeah. where, we could get a random February day where it's 70 degrees outside. Right, yeah. And if it's the se- winter thaw is what I call it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If it's 70 degrees outside, I'm usually going out and playing. Yeah. And I don't know how he has that kind of discipline to not go out and play, but he does. I mean, from the time from December all the way until the grass turns green, he, <laughs> you know, he just works on chipping and putting, but that's, that's generally kind of what I like to do is I like to come out and just kind of work I'll, on that short game, work on the short game. Speaking of, that's a good segue. Um, I have a segment on my show called uh, The Short Game. Um, it's a couple of questions and the golf language lesson. Would you be interested in uh, finishing up the podcast? We're here. On the short We're game. Here. Right? Let's We're do here. It. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. We'll be it's, right. All about, it's all about finishing. All about finishing. <laughs> finishing strong. All right. We'll, uh, t- we're going to take a quick minute break and uh, be right back here with The Short Game with my guest, uh, Nathan Epstein on Nick's Golf Guy Podcast. All right, here we are on this round 26, the short game with my special guest, Nathan Epstein. Um, Nathan, a couple months ago, I came up with um, a word. Uh, actually, it's an acronym. It's uh, BYOF. BYONF, bring your own. Build your own foursome. Oh. So okay. the question today is if you were to build your own foursome, Ooh. who would you. Okay. I love this question, and I hate this question, by the way. (laughs) If you were to build your own foursome, any person at all, doesn't have to be a golfer, dead or alive, what three would you pick? Uh, Number one would be my dad. Okay. Uh, Number two would be... I gotta go, John Daly. John Daly. Oh, okay. I, I, I gotta get. I gotta get JD in there. There you go. Uh, JD looks like too much fun. Cigarette smoking. Oh, Jack beer, Daniels. Beer chugging, drinking. Beer drinking. Does, not liquor anymore. Oh, that's right. He Apparently, stopped. Yeah. he stopped that, but he still drinks his Miller Lights. Yeah, you know, Miller Lights. Like, yeah, so he still drinks his beer. So I gotta get JD in there. All right. Fourth. Oh man, who would I want to be my fourth? That is so tough. I mean, hmm. I mean, I, I start. <laughs> Naturally, I mean, I I grew up in the Tiger Woods era uh-huh. where Tiger Woods was my idol. But oh, yeah. the thing about Tiger Woods is, is that I, I think that now I think that Tiger Woods has changed so much as a person uh-huh. that I think that now he'd be kind of fun to play with. I don't think he'd be fun to play with back in the day when he was like when he was right. the best. I mean, yeah. he was so focused on just being the best golfer ever. I mean, oh uh, man, who's the fourth? I don't know. I'm kind of leaning towards Arnold, Pal- Arnold Palmer. Arnold Palmer. I, I mean. You know, I I, I, I I think I would lean towards Arnold Palmer because, I mean, obviously he's another one of those guys that just looked like he had a great sense of humor and he oh, had yeah. a great demeanor on the course. And uh, and I know, you know, I don't know. I might change it for my grandfather too, but uh, if my grandfather couldn't play, then he'd walk along and, and just walk with us. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so your dad – John Daly and Arnold Palmer for so. your for your build your own force. I think so. And what course would you play? Mm. Uh, 
you know what? Some people would say Augusta. A lot of people would say Augusta. Some people yeah. might say Pebble Beach. I would love to play a Lynx course. I would love to go over to like St. Andrews oh. and play St. Andrews to play yeah. the old course. Yeah. I have played St. Andrews, not the old course, but um, in high school I took a trip to, to Scotland uh-huh. and I did play the Jubilee course there, uh, which is it's on it, it is St. Andrews. It's you know it's basically you know per, you know it's right next to the old course. And, right. Um, it's just as beautiful. I mean, you can't tell the difference. I mean, minus the the uh, you know the history that goes behind it. Right. You know, um, it's it's just as beautiful. You know, I mean, you don't have the you don't have the little bridge. Right. And you don't have on seventeen the buildings you hit over. Yeah. So you don't have that. But I mean, it's the most beautiful course I've ever been to. Wow. So I I, I think St Andrews. I would love to play St there. Andrews. The, the Afterwards, old. you know, go on have a have a good old Scottish pint. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. <laughs> you got and you got a fun fun foursome. Yeah. Place. Yeah. To go with. Oh, JD be a blast. Absolutely. JD, if you're listening, come on. <laughs> let's let's go. Let's go. Okay, so now we're on to the golf language lesson. I've selected three words for my golf language glossary. The words can be slang or actual golf terms. The rules are simple. I will read you the word and you will have to tell me the definition of the word. Are you ready? Ready or not. All right, ready or not. The first word of golf guy Nick's golf guy podcast round twenty six is barky. Barky. Bar- barky? Barky. Now, again, I have to guess that what your definition is? It's the, Yeah, it's an actual... Uh, oh, it's an actual golf term? Yeah, it's an actual oh. golf term. It's a slang term. Slang term. Barky. Yeah. Does that mean yeah. you hit a tree? Is that it? Yeah. Close. Oh, 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 oh wait, wait. You make par from hitting a tree. Yes. <laughs> there we go. He got it. Like a Sandy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, barky is hitting a tree and still making Barky. Par. I've never used that ever, and there I think I might start using it. There you go. <laughs> I know. That's what. That's why I do the golf language lesson. <laughs> improve my fellow average golfer's link. Yeah. Okay. The second word in the golf language lesson is knockdown. Knockdown. Oh, knockdown. Yeah, I know. Uh, knockdown shot. So, uh... You know, you hit a little knockdown. You try to make, basically trap it. You try to one hop and stop, basically. Okay. A golf shot with a lower ball flight usually played to keep it out of the wind. Yes. So, knockdown. Yep. Knockdown. Knockdown shot. Two yep. for two. Good job. Good job. I would say one and a half for two. One and a half. Because I didn't quite give that well, definition, yeah. but I'll but I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, 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 give, take, you, I'll give you a half. <laughs> I'll half take half point. a point for that. Yeah, half a point. So one and a half. Okay. All right. So that's good. So I last... Um, on my last round, um, the uh, Virginia Wesleyan coach, Tom Hall, mm-hmm. uh, nailed all three of them. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm sure he did. Yeah. <laughs> all right. And the final word of the golf language lesson today is Lorena Bobbitt. What's a Lorena Bobbitt? Oh, wow. I don't think I've ever heard that before. Uh, Lorena Bobbitt. Jeez. I don't know. Oh. I have no clue. So I'm, 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 over, I'm over that one. Yeah. It's a really bad slice. Well, I have another word for a really bad makes, slice, but, makes I'm not, the, but I'm not going to say it. <laughs> makes <laughs> the fellows cringe just thinking about it. Lorena Bobbitt. If anybody remembers who <laughs> Lorena Bobbitt is, uh, you can Google her and you'll know what I'm talking about. All right. Lorena, All right. Lorena Bobbitt. I, I, well, I had a couple Lorena Bobbitts with my three wood today. Yeah, you did. Man, you, I, had a, right. I had at least two Lorena Bobbitts with my three wood right, today. on the par five and yes. uh, on the back nine. Sheesh. Yeah, good Lord, good Lord. <laughs> well, hey, Nathan, I want to thank you very much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Hey, man, this was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun playing golf, and we definitely got to do it again soon. Let's do it. All right, right. fantastic. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for so much. Thank All you right. so much for having me. And that's going to be it for this round 26 of Nick's Golf Guy podcast. I want to thank you for listening. 
I'll be back with round 27 next time of Nick's Golf Guy podcast, a podcast designed for average golfers like me. Until then, my fellow average golfers, tee times, tee offs, and better scores for a happy average golfer life.